0: With the health are you mad yet are you angry yet uh, you know I've tried to back off from the politics back off from the criticism back off from judgment back off from whatever I can't do it anymore sorry I'm really angry now now last podcast I was talking about opposites and I told you a little bit about what was going on with healthcare and it's a good thing Daschle wasn't going to be around have you read his book yet Read his book and go to page 197. On page 197, it says very succinctly and and directly and clearly, for those of you who have trouble reading, you should be able to do this. Uh, It says very directly that Tom Daschle would have advised the President once the President took office as the health care person, as the health and human services guru, to slip in any budget bill a provision for universal health care that would provide health care through the government under the auspices of a health care guru with very strict compliance measures. And then goes on to detail how this would all be done, um, that you people who are out there looking for free health care, because you don't know how to take care of yourselves, because you don't know about alternatives, because you don't care about the way you eat, what you do, what you breathe, what you drink, because you don't do any of that stuff. So you're looking for free health care. Um, you better start reading at least. Get literate. Because the universal health care under this plan, which is in this stimulus bill that everybody is voting on and saying is so wonderful because the handouts will be plentiful. Uh, this guru, this person uh, in the government will be in charge of all doctors. Are there doctors out there listening to me? I know there are because I have clients who are doctors. You'll have to answer to the U.S. government from now on about your healthcare practices. So if you're giving out free samples from pharmaceutical companies to your elderly patients, for instance, because they can't afford $1,200 for a prescription and your pharmaceutical rep has guaranteed that if you start pushing some of this stuff you know you'll make good money in kickbacks You won't be able to do that anymore. Part of that's a good thing. Part of it's a bad thing. Because now that poor senior citizen who shouldn't have to be paying $1,200 a month for health care in the first place, and those of you who think Medicare covers everything, check again and wait till you're 65. They shouldn't have to be paying $1,200 a month or $1,000 a month or $300 a month. They worked to make this country Survive and be where it is today for the last 60 years of their lives or more, and we are charging them $1,200 a month to get well or stay healthy or not hurt. You're going to be one of those people one of these days. But, you know, that's okay. Let's go back to that healthcare guru stuff under Tom Daschle if he had stayed in office. Uh, slip this into the budget bill so that it doesn't have to be debated in the Senate because it'll get bogged down because a lot of people aren't going to like this plan. So if you look at your stimulus package, which, think about this, I want you to think about it really hard. This is an 867-page stimulus package. Have you read it? Guess what? I have. You know how long it took me to read it? A week. 867 pages of baloney. It took a week to read it. They brought out this 867 pages, and within a day or two, they were all ready to vote on all of this stuff that's in this package. I can't read that fast, and I'm a speed reader. I can't actually assimilate all that crappy information the way it's written and read that fast at the same time so it took me a week most people haven't read the first line it's on the internet all over the place fox has it and cnn has it and huckabee has a connection to it somewhere all these people who ran for offices who are trying to get the word across are trying to help you have a link somewhere on their websites showing you what the stimulus package is and asking you to live in fact i think cnn and fox both have it on their website and, and have have both versions, the Senate and the House version. I talked to some people today who thought that Congress was the whole thing. I mean, isn't that the Senate? No. Oh, what's the House of Representatives? Who are they? The House of Representatives? Do you know who they are? Do you know how many representatives you have from your state, from your district? Do you know who it is? My guess, I could make bets, I could gamble on this one and make more money than than uh, we're spending on the economy, is that 99% of the people listening to this or you're going to send it to or who listen to anything don't know who their representative is from the House of Representatives. They may know their senators by now because you probably only have a couple and they're either Democrats or Republicans, but you don't know your representatives. You don't know who, what your district is or where the boundaries are, where the zones are, where the where, where they draw the lines. Um, do you know what it means to be in a district, or what a House of uh, a representative from your district does in Washington? They're actually basically um, supposed to be representing the people of a specific area, and uh, and they go to Washington. They get lobbied by lobbyists from all these companies and special interest groups to do certain things and um, and provide certain things for their people. This is what starts this whole give and take, barter, special interest favor earmark pork barrel stuff this is what starts it all so you have representatives okay so let's say you live in area A and your friend lives in area B and you have a thousand people in your area and your friend has ten thousand people in their area nobody's ever really counted them but that's what everybody believes so your friend is going to have more representation than you because there's more people and therefore going to get earmarked more money for special interest projects in area b than you are in area a even though everybody in your area works hard works fifty sixty eighty hours a week has families wants good schools um... does their public service serves in the military does all those things they, you're only going to get a certain amount of money because you have one-tenth of the number of people as Area B. Okay, so now what are they doing? We're going to change the, the census and move it to uh, Rahm Emanuel's office. He's the chief of staff, right? He's the president's right-hand man. Um, so that it can go under the auspices of the White House, the executive branch, rather than the Commerce Department. Um, which is supposed to handle and has historically handled the census, and for what reason? Because we want to redraw districts, don't we? Now, under Rahm Emanuel... The census can be taken like it normally is, or at least it'll look that way, probably by ACORN. That's why $4 billion was allocated to ACORN in this stimulus package, because the next thing that's going to come out of Obama's mouth is, we're going to change the way the census is done, and uh, we're actually going to have ACORN representatives going door-to-door to take the census. Okay, because ACORN is so good at this, and and they they certainly knew how to get people out of the cracks and out of the woodwork to come and vote for Obama. So they've been given $4 billion in this stimulus package, which you will pay for, and your children and your grandchildren will pay for, and I'll explain that in a minute. So they're going to go take the census and make it look like they're going door to door. The problem is that under the Commerce Department, the Commerce Department taking the census has to publish all of its guidelines, all of its results, all of the ways that it took the census in the first place, so that there's enough checks and balances to know that they're telling the truth. Under the White House auspices, under Rahm Emanuel's office, there is nothing anywhere in any document that says they have to publish anything and... Instead of checking door-to-door, they can estimate how many people live in an area. Oh, more bets i 'm a gambler i 'm going to take more bets and say that probably once this census is taken for two thousand and ten under the under the um, guidance of Acorn with their extra money that we 're paying for, the congressional districts all over the United States are going to be redrawn, and that we 're going to be told that this is the change we were looking for that we weren 't getting enough money into certain pockets in certain areas because the census wasn 't true now I, I don't know if any of you ever worked for the Census Bureau or, or knew anybody who did, but I have. And, you know, you can go through a neighborhood and knock on doors, and um, some people will tell you the truth. Some people will answer all your questions. Some people slam the door in your face. Some people won't answer because they got 15 people living in the house that aren't supposed to be there. So it's very difficult to get a, an accurate count of, of who's in the United States. But one of the things that they want to do, one of the reasons that they say they want to move this to the White House is to get a better count of Latinos and blacks. Okay. Um, wow, well, thirty to forty percent of the latinos living in this country are illegal so we're gonna count them as part of the population so that we can give them more tax dollars in these redrawn congressional districts and give them more representation in washington than you and i have who are working hard and paying our taxes on time by the way and paying what we're supposed to be paying and doing what we're supposed to be doing because we're good americans and good people it's getting really out of hand it keeps going and going government needs to get out of this out of it completely this is the road to socialism and i'm not backing off of this and i've lost some people you know some listeners i've gained many but i've lost some because they don't like the idea that that i'm talking about this in this way too bad the truth is the truth and i have never been wrong when i've talked to any of you about anything whether it's the weather or hurricanes or health care or um, uh, supplements or backaches, whatever it is. I have not been wrong. I have not led you down the, uh, uh, some path of destruction in anything I've ever said. When we were talking about politics, September, October, November, December, I wasn't wrong then either. And I told you what was going to happen, and I've seen it happening already, and so are you. I told you it was going to be a spend, spend, spend plan as soon as Obama took office. Pelosi went nuts as soon as he was elected. Obama went to her and the rest of the, of the congressional Democrats and said, give me a plan of about $800 billion. And do you think they wrote an 867-page plan in three days? I write books. I write articles. I can't write that fast, and I'm damn fast. I write fast. I've written novels and 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 screenplays and books, and I can't write that fast. You really think one of these idiots in 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 uh, Washington can write an eight hundred sixty five eight hundred sixty seven page um, plan in three days or five days or a week? It's impossible. But what they can do is they can take 30 pages of this thing and 45 pages of that one and 60 pages of this other thing that have been sitting up on the shelves for years, waiting for money, waiting for funding. Put it all together and say, okay, how much does this add up to? Oh, take that one out. Keep this one in. Okay, we're about 815 billion. That should work. Let's pass this on. And punch it all together, staple it, put brads in it send it out to everybody and say, here's the plan, we've got to vote on it. in two or three days, we've got to get this done so we can get it on Obama's desk. I can't write that fast. I can't read that fast. People in Congress don't have an IQ, half of them, even half as high as mine. You want to know what it is? It's above 150. Okay. But they don't have one that's even half as, as high as mine. I know that they can't read this plan in two days and understand it. I know that they haven't. I know that they're being led around by the nose by special interest groups and lobbyists. I know that we're being lied to by an administration that said that they will not harbor or, or, or support special interest groups or lobbyists, uh, in, in Washington anymore. And yet our second almost in command, our Deputy uh, Attorney General, who eventually will be in the Supreme Court, okay, um, <laughs> did all this work to make sure that pornography can stay on the Internet, that your children can look at pornography because it's their right to do that, that your daughters don't need to tell you if they're getting abortions. Um that, that Playboy needed to be subsidized by the American people, otherwise it was, you know, un-American. This is the guy that's, that's gonna be appointed by Obama there. The secretary, the S- assistant secretary of defense has lobbied for Raytheon for years, and yet they're going to push him through and let him be the assistant secretary of defense, which means Raytheon contracts will get priority. But we're not supposed to know this because we're busy with the economy. Now let's get real deep. Let's go for the full scope. Let's look at the whole the whole real plan that was out there. You remember when this all started, okay? When Hillary and Obama were kind of head-to-head uh, about who was going to get nominated for the Democratic side, and nobody really knew what was happening with the Republicans, and John McCain came from behind and, and uh, became the Republican nominee, which surprised all of us. Okay, okay. so Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were doing their thing. The real estate market was already starting to hurt. Everybody was talking about it, um, but nobody checked a thing. Now, Bush was an idiot. Around the economy, I admit it, and I agree. I think he had a lot more class than any of these people do. I'll tell you that. But he he said from the very beginning he didn't understand the economy. So when nine eleven happens nine years ago, eight years ago, whatever it was, nine eleven oh one, so it's eight years ago when that happened. President Bush looked at the protection of our country as his job, and that was his main job. And he had Cheney, and I disagree with Cheney too, but. They kept us safe, and that was what their job was. They forgot about the economy. You know what they did? They allowed the people that they appointed and Congress to tell them what was happening. Now, if you're a congressperson like Pelosi and Reid, and you want the next president, you hate Bush, and you want the next president to be a Democrat, and you want more Democrats to be elected into Congress, you're going to make it look really bad for the Republicans. You're going to make it look so bad that you can't make a mistake, that nobody can say, oh, that's not true, we're still going to vote for so-and-so even though he's Republican. You're going to make it look awful. So what happens? <laughs> the campaign begins full force after the nominees go through their conventions, and, and within ten days of that happening, all of a sudden, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are bankrupt, The CEOs run, they hightail it, with $30 million in their pockets as a bonus for doing the right thing and, and running them into the ground. They go and become advisors for Obama's campaign. Meanwhile, the the Democrats in Congress say, oh, look how terrible this is. We have to do something quick and do a bailout package. And they go to Bush and they push him. And they say, you have to sign this. If not, the economy is going to tank. We've got a Treasury Secretary who used to work for Wall Street. We've got a, a banking... Um Whatever Barney Frank is, I forgot what his title is. Who's who's so stupid? He doesn't even can't even even spell his name correctly or speak correctly. We've got those two who are running this whole banking process and the money, okay? Who are being told by Pelosi and Reid we're going to tank, aren't we? And they're saying, yeah, we're going to tank. We got to do something real fast or we're in big trouble, okay? Pelosi's happy. She runs back to to. uh Congress and says, okay, we're going to push through a bailout plan for the banks. And, uh, and Barney Frank says, great, we can bail out the banks and that will save everything because this is going to tank otherwise. So they, they get $700 billion or $600 billion, I don't even remember anymore how much, $650 billion, 700 I think it turned out to be, and they throw $350 billion out there through Paulson. Who was the Treasury Secretary and Barney Frank, Pelosi and Reed, and they don't even know where it went, but boy does it look good for Obama. You remember he never left the campaign trail until he was forced to. He knew what was going on. Poor John McCain, who was left out in the sidelines thinking, Well, this must really be happening, I better get back to Washington and see what I can do, leaves his campaign, then gets made by the by the media to look like a jerk because he left the campaign to go do the right thing and then didn't do the right thing. He went to dinner with his wife first. <laughs> Uh So he gets back to Washington, and he tries to rally the troops, and everybody ends up voting for this anyway, because they don't know what else to do. They haven't got time. They're in the middle of an election campaign. Wow, how brilliant is this? If I'm a Democrat, and I want to take over the United States of America, and eventually the world, this man is looking for the world, and, and I think everybody's starting to see that. He's looking for world rule here. He is the one, the chosen one. Okay, you want to do this, you're going to make sure that everybody hates Bush so much, and hates Republicans so much, that no matter how bad you look, how bad you seem, how many lies you tell, how many things you won't show, how many things you won't tell people, like where you were born, or who your parents were, or who you voted for, or who your friends were. No matter how many things come up, nobody will believe them because they hate Bush, and they hate the economy, and you're going to be the savior. You're going to be the one to save them from all of this. So you get elected, and Pelosi gets, wow, really excited, and says, goodbye, Bush, good riddance. Bush, at the end of his presidency, didn't even know what to do anymore. Totally lost. What he did do was leave with a little class. You know, they left presents for the kids. They made sure that everybody had a smooth transition, unlike the Clintons and the Clinton administration. When they left the White House for uh, George W. Bush to come in, remember, they tore everything out of the walls, all the wiring. They trashed the whole place, stole furniture, busted things up, took the Ws off the typewriters, and made sure that um, that George Bush had a mess to come into. The Bush family didn't do that. Even the Bush girls left presents for the Obama girls with, with candy and teddy bears and things like that to make their transition cool. There is a character issue, isn't there? Everybody thinks Bush is such a bad character. He got us into war. Well, yeah. He didn't get us into war. We did. We did it. We did it. Okay? And, and he probably kept us from being blown up because we're gonna get blown up. <laughs> That's coming down the pike. It's coming, but not until we become a socialist or Europeanistic thats Europeanistic country. We're going towards Western European right now. This is socialism. You're catching it and you're not hearing it. You're, what you're hearing is the little president running around on his airplane to all these cities. Guess how much that costs? the man who's telling you to keep your thermostats turned low and go out and buy hybrid cars so that you don't spend a lot on energy, how much is it costing him to fly around to these little towns and make people say, yes, we can, again? Well, it's about 160000 per 500 miles. So we've gone to Indiana, we've gone to Florida, we've gone. now we're going to Virginia tomorrow or West Virginia, wherever he's going, probably fly out to California next week. Meanwhile, Pelosi's flying back and forth every weekend at $60,000 each way. That all comes out of our pockets. And you're saying, well, no, I don't pay that much in taxes. I have a lot of tax deductions. Your deductions are going to go away. Your payroll taxes, if you're working for somebody, are going to go higher, so you're going to get less in your paychecks if you keep your jobs at all because your employer can't afford to pay the payroll taxes. Um, this goes on and on. This is all connected. We are crushing and I, and I will borrow from Glenn Beck a, a, um, an analogy that he had today which when I, when I envisioned it, I, I said he was absolutely right, that what he sees America doing right now is the same as the Twin Towers. Remember when they started to collapse? You all watched it on television. You saw the top go and the center start to go, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 smashed and pulverized right down to the base. Well, we are collapsing from the top down right now, and government is doing it, and you are allowing it. You're letting it happen. You are sitting back and saying, I don't know what to do. What can I do about it? doesn't matter anyway. Even if I try, it won't work. Nobody listens to me. Who am I? You're an American. You're an individual American who has representation. You don't even know who they are. You have people that you're supposed to be able to go to, and you should be going to them and screaming your head off. You can go on any of these websites. You can go on, on any of the ones I've mentioned or, or uh, well, what are some more? Um, Lou Dobbs, any of them. Or you can just Google how to contact your senators and your Congress, or your uh, House of Representatives. Um, you can email them and you can call them. I would do both. And I would make sure that you called five of your friends and said, you have to do this. If you care about this country at all, you have to call your representatives. You have to email them. Now, you have parents who are 70, 80, 90 years old who don't use the computer um, and are, can't hear on the phone. Call for them. Write for them. Put their name in the emails and their addresses and their phone numbers and tell these representatives to call them back and start telling these guys that you're not going to put up with this, that you, that you can't, that we're heading for revolution. Okay? That's what's going to happen. And it's going to be a black and white thing, unfortunately, because. Uh, and I'll get called racist for this, but the truth is the truth. The black people in this country elected a black man because he was black. They never read the history. They don't know the history of the United States. They don't understand economics. They don't understand even war. They don't understand capitalism. They've never tried to. They only see themselves as victims. Okay? And victims will make others victims whenever possible. And what's going to happen is that white people who... Did get educated or paid for their schooling to go to college instead of waiting for a handout. Um, or had parents who said, You're not going to walk around illiterate, I'm going to force you to read. Um, or who said, I, I don't have parents to teach me to read, I don't have any books, went to the library and learned anyway. They're going to, it's going to be, and unfortunately that's the way it is. White people did that, black people didn't. Black people were trained, were told by their, by their, um, their peers no man we're never going to get anywhere so screw them and let's do this instead blah 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 okay screw them. Let's do this instead well what you've done is you've gotten yourself into a place where you don't know what's really going on so you have the Messiah and that's all you can rely on is this man to save you and what you want is for the government to give you everything I can't afford to go to college where he's going to pay for it he's not paying for it you're gonna pay for it in the end and so are your kids. And when you get old enough and smart enough, once you go to college to understand what's going on, you're going to be mad. You're going to be really mad. And then we got the people who say, oh, healthcare, man, I can't afford health care. He's going to pay for it. Uh, you're going to pay for it. You haven't got an income because you don't have a job, so you think the government's going to pay for your health care? Well, I'd hate to see the day that you finally get your job because all that money is going to come right back out to pay for it, number one. Number two, if you do get sick or you need something in an emergency, you're not going to get it for several months because socialized health care does not work because doctors can't get paid and hospitals can't get paid and nurses can't get paid, even though it's one of the, the, um, the most sought-after professions right now. So you can always get a job if you're a nurse. If you're not going to get paid, you're not going to take the job. You're going to go somewhere else. So... You can have your socialized healthcare and you can, you can, you know, need an operation, but you're not going to get it. Not for months and not unless the government says you should. Because we'd have a new guru and all everybody has to answer to Washington. Since when do we answer to Washington? They work for me. I'm the boss. They're supposed to come to me. I pay their paychecks. Have any of you written to Nancy Pelosi or any of your Congress people or your representatives or the President of the United States that said, Why aren't you taking a pay cut? How come you don't have a cap on your salary? How come one week after Obama was elected, you voted, all of you voted to give yourselves 15 to 20 percent pay raises? Did that hit the papers? Does anybody know that? Does anybody realize the amount of money that is made by your people in Congress and in the White House from their speaking engagements, how much they spend on their flights home, on, the, on Air Force One, on the special cars? They're ordering another 360 freaking cars for Washington. That's supposed to what? Stimulate the economy? you pay for that so you yeah you put five more workers to work for 60 more hours making cars that's all you did and you're going to pay for it for the next three and a half years you can't even afford a car yourself but you're going to buy them cars so that they can run around and do what they need to do with the extra money they're making from their lobby kickbacks from all of their speaking engagements to the lobbyists who are getting making the most money to uh you know, to, to the functions, uh, like he's going to, to, to be back on the campaign trail to say, you love me and you voted for me and you voted me in for office vote. Make sure I get what I want and you make sure we get this through. You haven't read it, and you're not smart enough to read it, and I know that, but that's too bad. This is what we need, and if if you don't believe me, I'll make you scared enough to believe that you need it. I'll scare you to death. I'll make you know that it's going to be worse than the Great Depression. Do any of you even know what happened in the Great Depression and who got us into it worse? It was a Democratic president. Yes, he started the WPA program, and he put people to work digging sewers and making roads, and they worked their butts off and made hardly anything, but they put food on the table because the Depression was hard enough where that's what they did. My grandfather did that. My mother's father needed work. To, to feed all of his children. And so he went to work for the WPA program and he shoveled. And he worked his 60 or 70 hours a week for a dollar ten. And he got that dollar ten to, to buy enough vegetables to feed the children. Enough corn and rice. Okay? Much like they do in many western Asian countries. They got enough rice to feed the children. Okay? That's what Franklin Roosevelt did. He put, he put Sixteen percent of his new budget plan into infrastructure building roads and bridges and almost killed the people who built them, and uh, and made it feel like or he told people it was good. This was good. We were putting two, three million people to work. They put one point two million people to work over ten years. Okay, unemployment actually rose. Inflation rose into double digits. Uh, Uh, Interest rates rose into double digits, and it took 10 years before we started recovery, and it took World War II. The only reason we got out of the Great Depression which is being talked about all the time now is because we made sure we got into a war and that put people back into the factories and they transformed the the automobile manufacturing plants that weren't making automobiles anymore because nobody could afford them into airplane manufacturing plants and general henry hap arnold who knew that people who made cars didn't know how to make airplanes sent out somebody called doolittle to all of the plants to teach them how to make airplanes so that people could go to work and there could be airplanes that we actually flew to try to win the war. We sold airplanes to Britain. We sold airplanes to other countries so that they could fight their wars. We made them here, and we sold them there. Okay, we have so many companies in the United States right now that are outsourcing everyone, and and what's happening on the news is that you'll hear ABC Company is going to drop 10,000 more people next week. Yes. Yes. 10,000 Americans are going to lose their job next week from that company because they have outsourced and hired 7,000 foreign workers. Nobody tells you the whole truth. Okay, Now, I do have to put a plug in for one American company, Intel. They're going to invest $7 billion in a new Intel plant right here in the United States and hire American workers. That's what saves American capitalism. That's what saves the free market. That's what saves our economy. It's companies like that. Obelini is in charge of Intel. Remember that name. Nice little Italian guy than I on the end. Obelini says to every other corporation out there, he's challenging them. He says, I challenge you to do the same thing, to invest your money in our country and save our country from the government to save our country from what is now really a government takeover, a coup. We have been involved in a coup for several months, and it's coming to light, and you've got to get it through your heads that that's That's what's happening. Intel is investing $7 billion to create jobs in America. That's the way we create jobs. That's how we bail ourselves out. That's how we stop this circus that's going on in Washington and stop all the pork that's going into this phony budget bill that's being rammed down our throats with fear. Okay, that's how we do it. And you have to be a part of it. As a person who's interested in anything, including your health, you have to be a part of it. I got really mad about Dashiell's book, and I'm really glad he's out of there. But the president still listened to it. He still advised the president, it doesn't matter if he has the title. He said, slip this into the budget. Then it doesn't have to be, you know, talked about in Congress and we won't get bogged down and you'll have your universal health care. And if you look on page 714 of the 867-page stimulus package, you'll read, well, it could be different page numbers now that they've changed both of them, but you'll read all about how we're going to have universal health care under the auspices of a guru in Washington and all doctors and hospitals and and, um, healthcare workers will have to report to that person and there will be strict rules about what you can and can't do. And that, no, you cannot put uh, uh, a diabetic above a heart patient if if they don't have that in the book as somebody who needs to go first. You cannot um, see a white person who has a heart attack if a black person is having uh, 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 a diabetic fit or whatever. They've got these things written and it's racist. It's racist the other way around and I'm getting racist just thinking about it. But it's racist, it's it's classist, it's um it's very communistic, it's very socialistic and people say, Well what's wrong with socialism? It works in Canada, it works in Sweden. No it doesn't. It doesn't work in Cuba either, or Venezuela, or Colombia. Go look at those countries. Go live there. Please. Go live there. Live in those countries and then come back here six months from now and tell me how you want this country to be the same. I don't. And I am asking all of you to please. I have more than 279,000 listeners all over the world. Maybe more. I can only keep track of so many. But on a regular basis, I'm asking all of you in every single country, call someone in this country. Call someone email someone, at least five people, and tell them they have to get a hold of their representatives, both the House of Representatives, representative, and their senators, and they can write Pelosi. You can fill her mailbox to the hilt, and you can write every mayor in this country who is being an idiot, saying, I want my money for my pet projects, and now's the time to get it. You can tell them that they have to tell five people, and if you tell five, and they tell five, and those five are told they have to tell five, and people start doing that, Maybe, maybe we can stop this craziness until the corporations and the companies in America who have created this country and made it as great as it is get enough stuff together and and meet Bellini's challenge um, from Intel and start creating jobs here themselves so that we're not paying for all of this crap that that the Democrats want to put through under the auspices of a budget crisis for the rest of our lives and our children's lives and our grandchildren's lives. uh, health is going to change a lot. And, and that's why I guess I'm on this bandwagon even more than usual. Because when I read that or heard that part of Dashiell's little plan and what's going to happen with this, I went off the deep end. And, I, you know, I'm, I've, I've, I'm losing clients because they can't afford to come here. I've lost money. Okay, my colleagues have lost money in the stock market and investments for their retirement and their IRAs. We've all been hit by some part of this thing. But not once have any of the people that I know said I can't wait for the government handout. What every single one of them have said is I've got to figure out creative ways to survive. How do I save more money? What do I do about this, that, or the other? Maybe I could start a new new company. Maybe I can create a need for something that people need right now that'll help me pay my bills. Instead of waiting for someone to hire me and have them pay me according to their guidelines, maybe I'll go out and figure out a way to build a business so I can hire other people. Do you really think Bill Gates sat around and waited for somebody to give him a paycheck, or Oprah Winfrey, or Steve Forbes? Or any of the very successful multimillionaires out there, do you think they waited to work for someone, that they checked the classifieds every day? You really think they did that? You think old Bellini from Intel sits around and waits to see who's going to hire him? And if there's no jobs, cries about it and says, the government's got to save me because nobody will hire me? You think the real successful smart people in this world who make money, who who are able to do things with that money to help other people, are sitting around waiting until someone else hires them? to worry about whether or not they're going to get fired tomorrow, yeah, some of us have to work in the factory. Some of us have. I've, I've done it. I've worked in factories. I've worked on the roads. I've worked in restaurants. I've cleaned urinals. I've picked grapes. I've weighed grapes. I've worked in libraries. I was in the military. I've fixed radios. I've, I've done financial planning. I've sold insurance. I've been in sales. I've been on the Internet. I've been everywhere. 99% of the time I felt better when I wasn't working for somebody else. Because they decide then what you're going to do. And all of us will be working for the United States government. And they'll decide then what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, when we're going to do it, who we're going to do it with, how much we're going to get paid for it, and how much you're going to pay through the nose for the rest of your life. You really don't want that to happen. Five people. I'm only asking you to do five people. Email just five people. Let them listen to this, to the last one, to all of the, the other podcasts that are up on Podomatic or on Earthwalk-USA. Let them listen to the podcast. Let them read the blogs. Let them read the social issues pages. Let them read the news pages. And, and say, you know, it's time that you got a hold of somebody and did something. Don't sit back and say, what good will it do? Because it certainly won't do any good if you sit back. And don't sit back and say they're not listening. Because if enough people yell, they certainly will eventually have to listen. Because they'll lose their jobs. They should all be losing them now. Pelosi and Reid should be out on the on the on the street, So should Paulson. So should um, Barney Frank. And both those guys from Freddie May and, and Fannie, Mac, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac should be out on the streets or in jail. And nobody put them there. They went to work for Obama instead. So. Uh, has, you can all write me if you want. And I know you know I have good friends out there who write me sometimes and say, hey, I'm on the other side of this issue and, or you're wrong about this or I've been listening to too much Hannity or whatever. I don't. This is coming from my heart and my soul. I have never led you wrong. Believe me. I've been trying to tell you for a year it's coming to light. None of the things that this man promised are being followed. Okay? he promised so many things and what people do versus what they say is what you have to watch. Watch what he's doing. Watch what Congress is doing. Mark my words. What's going to come out about the census, what's going to come out, that, you know, two weeks from now they're going to start doing another stimulus package for another 2 trillion dollars. You think we're in it now? 14 trillion when it's all over. It's going to take more than 10 generations to pay off 14 trillion plus plus interest. We will be a very weak country. Perfect. takeover or attack. Perfect for self-takeover or attack. It's already been happening. Do it now. If you are an American or you know Americans or or you rely on America or you love America or you believe in America, get five people, just five, and tell them they have to get five. It's the biggest MLM that could possibly happen. To write and call, not just or. This is a right-end call. Your congressman and your representative and tell them you don't want the healthcare stuff in there, you don't want the pork in there, that what they should be doing instead is doing what the Republicans say, but they won't because it's Republican. Cut corporate taxes so corporations stay here. Tell corporations who who are in the United States that they will get a tax break for hiring American workers and not outsourcing. Cut payroll taxes so that employers can afford to hire more people, and the people that they hire can, aff- can take home more money. Cut income taxes and capital gain taxes so that people aren't worried about how much of their money is coming out to go back to the government. What's going to happen after all these packages that the government is trying to do goes through? They want their money back. You're going to get taxed up the kazoo even more than you ever were now. Okay? Tell them that all they have to do is cut some taxes. Then if they want to add some money to... to, to uh, to uh you know build schools and make education a little better for some kids, fine we'll go along with that because you helped me i'll help you, and i'll help my 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 neighbor's kids because i'll help them build schools that's school taxes anyway we're all school taxed, whether we have kids or not okay they're good you're getting taxed for that in the first place we're getting taxed for roads. You know, and look at New York State. They have a lottery that's been out there for, what, 25, 35 years or whatever, and one-third or two-thirds of the lottery is supposed to go to education and roads, and still you have the New York State Thruway that charges all that money? Follow the money. Find out what's really going on. What they'd rather do in New York is tax soda, diet soda, because they call it the fat tax, as if aspartame in diet soda doesn't create obesity. It creates it more than regular soda does. <laughs> so, I mean, it's either get mad, get on the stick, get on the horse, do what you're supposed to do. Don't come back here if you're not. Don't listen to me anymore. You know, go to somewhere else where you want it. Go to MSNBC where, where uh, Chris Matthews last night was listening to someone talk about the president's speech. And, by the way, you know, he lined up all of the... Um, in his press conference he had certain people in the middle that were called to pit and they had their questions in front of them and he and he knew who he was supposed to call on and nobody else was allowed to get any questions. And they couldn't if they had their little list in front of them and he was going to call on them, they couldn't ask their own questions. It was the questions they had on their little list. You can ask question one through three. You can ask question one three through six. You can ask question four through seven. So you get somebody like um uh, Helen, what's her name there? And she says, "Do you think people are hiding in Pakistan?" What a stupid question from a woman who's been in the business 25 years. But that's how it's being lined up. That's how it's being pitched to you because they think Americans are stupid. Okay. Um, what else can I tell you? You've got to, you've got to get it going. Five people, just five. Email five. Tell them, listen to this. Read this. Go find out about this and do something about it, or you're going to lose your country. I don't want to lose my country, and I know you don't either. You just don't know that you are. Earthwalk-USA.com This is Raina G. Thanks for listening.